0: Welcome to Monday on the Puro Pelka Podcast. It's Mike here after a very long weekend. Yes, I went down to Dallas at the end of last week and attended CPAC. I am back with some thoughts, some memories, some clips, some interviews. And uh, then we have to deal with the... Um, I, I'm, I'm so mad about this Inflation Reduction Act, which now the left and the media... Well, it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Uh, the Democrats and the media are calling it the Climate and Health Care Act. We were told this was going to stop inflation. This was going to reduce inflation something because the American people are suffering. People are taking second jobs everywhere. People are unretiring because they. They are having trouble paying their bills, and and we haven't even seen the beginning of what's going to happen to the cost of energy. I'm talking about heating and cooling your home. It's going to get ugly, people. And we have to make certain that 91 days from now, we make the Democrats pay in the midterms. Because what they have done with this okey-doke they pulled with this climate bill and calling it the Inflation Reduction Act is criminal, in my opinion. We'll talk about it. The bill passed. You can read it all, it's online, but there's not much we can do about it. Headed to the House where it's almost guaranteed to pass, unless a, a, a handful of Democrats would wake up and go, Oh my God, we can't let this happen. 87,000 new IRS agents. Why do we need 87,000 IRS agents when there are 900 billionaires? They want to come after the average person. It's to make us all subservient. And I, for one will not comply. I pay my taxes and, and I will tell you they are excessive. I think we should have a flat tax. Everybody should have skin in the game and maybe have five categories, five, 10, 15, 20 and 25%, no deductions. Boom. Just make sure everybody's got a little skin in the game. You wouldn't need to hire 87,000 new employees. That's on top of the employees they already have in the IRS. 87,000 new government workers who are virtually impossible to fire. If we go back to the, um, the time when the IRS under Barack Obama was attacking conservatives like the 912 Project, the Tea Party people, Anyone who had Patriot in the name of their organization got, well, let's just say scrutinized by the IRS. And the effort was to paralyze them from any activism going into the 2012 election. And it worked. And I worked at The Blaze and I broke the story nationally. Even the Huffington Post gave us credit for it about Lois Lerner and what they were doing to shut down any voices on the other side that happened to be conservative. By the way, Lois Lerner was allowed to uh, retire with full pension, even after they admitted to what they had done and they paid out settlements to many groups who were crippled by what the IRS did to them. Now this is going to further weaponize the IRS against conservative voices like you and me. And we're gonna have to pay for it too on top of it the other stuff that's built into there and there there is um there is a a great document online that has the breakout of all the taxes that are inside this this ridiculous bill all the additional fees that you're going to pay because all the all the taxes they're going to put on energy companies on oil companies gas companies coal companies those are all going to get passed on to the consumer the companies aren't going to go bankrupt even though the democrats would like to do that they're going to pass all of that on to you and me and so we are going to end up paying for it and the people that are super wealthy that the democrats keep demonizing and saying pay your fair share pay your fair share uh, they won't feel it at all so joe biden's promise to not Tax anyone making under $400,000 a year, one penny more. Well, that's broken. And Joe Manchin's promise to the people of West Virginia, that's been broken. As a matter of fact, at at CPAC on Saturday night, former President Trump was uh, speechifying for about an hour and a half. I double-dog dare Joe Biden really tried that. Joe Biden couldn't do that. Joe Biden's brain would freeze and he'd fall down. But um, Donald Trump up there speechifying and taking everybody to church on what the Democrats are up to and called out um, Joe Manchin, even saying that he would campaign against Joe Manchin. I would love to see that happen. I would absolutely love to see that happen. Uh, By the way, well, while I'm in the middle of my rant about what this bill is about. We should remember a little bit of what Donald Trump said Saturday night when he was talking about what we have become as a country. It was accurate, Mr.
1: Trump. We are a nation that is no longer respected or listened to around the world. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. We are a nation that is hostile to liberty, freedom, and faith. We are a nation that allows Men to play sports on women's teams and to dominate them. We are a nation whose airports are a disaster, whose flights never leave on time and whose passengers are stranded all over the country. We are in many ways a third world nation.
0: Kind of feels that way, doesn't it? It certainly does. We feel like a a third world nation. Mayor Pete told us he's the transportation secretary. He told us he, he was going to fix the, uh, the airport problem. Friday, last week, 1,100 flights were canceled. 1,100. Thankfully, mine was not. But they haven't fixed it. And now this bill that they have just passed in the Senate, heading over to the House, no reason to think it won't pass. Unless, of course, we have a, a miracle happen. And I believe miracles can't happen, so I'll keep praying for him that we are going to have to watch, stand by and watch as the Democrats take a victory lap on getting more money out of your pocket and creating yet bigger government. 87,000 new IRS agents. That's astounding. It's absolutely astounding. And then there's the reality that, as President Trump said, we're, we're weakened as a nation. He went, um, he went over what happened in Afghanistan. And, you know, as, as we come up on the horrible anniversary of the tragedy that cost the lives of 13 members of our military because of Joe Biden's incompetence, uh, I'm, I'm reminded of what a real leader looks and sounds like when you heard this.
1: They surrendered our strength and our, our everything, our dignity, And turned afghanistan into the greatest humiliation our country has ever seen not the fact that we were leaving because i was the one that got us down to a small number of soldiers but we were going to leave with strength and with dignity and we were going to keep bagram not for afghanistan but because china's nuclear plants are one hour away, where they make their nuclear weapons, one hour away. It's one of the biggest airfields anywhere in the world. Cost us billions of dollars many years ago. I was going to keep Bagram. And you know who's occupying Bagram right now? China! And the fake news doesn't want to mention it.
0: Unbelievable, right? Yes, we lost 13 lives. Yes, we turned over billions and billions and billions in high tech military equipment. And God knows where it's ended up now and the Bagram Air Force Base, which was just an amazing place that we gave up. And now China's got control of it because they have control of so many different places around the world because we're weak. Because of Joe Biden and the Democrats. It's, it's got to turn around. 91 days from now. Now, I'm feeling like the House is pretty solid. I'm feeling like the House of Representatives is in a pretty good place for us to retain or return to control, to, to fire Nancy Pelosi, as the CPAC headline said. Yeah, fire Pelosi. But I'm, I'm not so certain about the Senate. And the reason I'm not so certain about the Senate is because I talked with several members of Congress this past week who were explaining that we haven't done a good enough job on the ground. We're meeting and cheering each other on and giving each other the attaboy and doing all these rallies, while the Democrats have boots on the ground in places like Georgia and Pennsylvania. And they are working it. They have armies of volunteers and and some paid workers going in, in there to make sure that they win that Senate seat. So I'm very nervous about the Senate. And I don't think Donald Trump will run for office again unless he has the House and the Senate. It would be a waste of his time because the Democrats would just spend all of their time going after Donald Trump again or just putting him on pause and making him a lame duck from the beginning of the term. I know it's uh, it's kind of a dark attitude to have on a Monday, but there it is. We have 91 days. So let's get out there. Let's stop saying, oh, we're going to win this. We're going to kill it. No, we have to go do it. We have to win it. So there's still time. And I'm hopeful for the House and I'm nervous about the Senate, right? Yeah, that's kind of where I am. Uh, have to get to a couple of other stories here today. There's some stories that really have me very, very distressed. Uh, One of them, goodness, uh, an 80-year-old woman has been banned from a community pool because she didn't want to shower with men. Not kidding. This is um, in uh, Port Townsend, Washington. Of course, it's Washington state. The community pool where Julie Jaman has been attending and using the pool for years and years and years. A pillar of her community as it is reported in the local reporting by Matt Osborne, a mother of two adult daughters. She's in the shower at the city pool, community pool, when she hears a man talking. So she pokes her head out of the plastic shower curtain and she sees a man in a women's bathing suit, supervising little girls as they stripped off their own swimsuits to take a pee. The grandmother, the eighty-year-old woman, asked the man, "Do you have a penis?" Now I think that's kind of a kind of a strange question that she probably hasn't asked too many people in the ladies' locker room, and uh, she ends up in trouble when the man remarked, none of your business. This is a a person who is still biologically a man who identifies as Clementine. The woman responded, look, you need to leave. She said she was thinking of herself as well as the little girls. Well, a young female staffer was nearby and instead of stepping in and trying to tone things down. She immediately accused the 80-year-old lady of disrespecting the YMCA values. Really? Really, the Young Men's Christian Association values are being disrespected by an 80-year-old who wants to protect the young woman and herself. A couple minutes later in the lobby, the 80-year-old lady was informed that the police were on their way to arrest her Oh, my God. Yeah, this is what the cops need to be doing. We have violent crime outbreaks everywhere and you have to go and arrest an 80 year old lady because she misgendered somebody. She left, stopped at the town's tiny police station next door to check in. Yeah. And um, she was told that the YMCA director had lied to the cops put words in her mouth and said that, um, that this 80-year-old lady had declared to the man who calls himself Clementine, quote, you're going to use your penis to F those little girls, close quote. Julie, the 80-year-old lady, said, I'm an 80-year-old woman and I do not talk like that. This is insane. No charges have been filed against her, but this is where we are in the world. This is the world the Democrats and the liberals have created. This is the twisted reality that is making America so weak. That China, Russia, pretty much anybody, the drug cartels along our southern border feel like they can do whatever the hell they want as long as they want to get whatever it is they desire. And they are doing it. It's absolutely crazy. And now we have a bill that was sold to the American public as an inflation reduction act, which 230 economists have told the White House this is not going to reduce inflation. The Congressional Budget Office, which is nonpartisan, has also weighed in saying it's really not going to do that much. Bernie Sanders even told him it's not going to do that much. But guess what? He voted for it in the end. And Kamala Harris passed the tie-breaking vote. So here we are. What can we do? As I said earlier, we can pray. Pray that the uh, House, somebody in the House, a half dozen or maybe ten people in the House, grow a pair and decide that they're not going to preside over the end of America. But that's going to be really hard. It's going to be really difficult. Because Nancy Pelosi's back from China, and she's got that gavel. Pelosi, by the way, said the most ridiculous thing over the weekend. And I kind of feel like it was also kind of um, racist. Yeah, I think it might have been. It certainly features a a stereotype about China. This was Nancy Pelosi talking to uh, some of her Asian guests when she was um, walking around. I think this was South Korea, actually when she talked to people.
2: When I was a little girl, I was told at the beach if I dug a hole deep enough, we would reach China. So we've always felt a con- connection there.
0: Oh, maybe she was in Taipei. It's still an absolutely idiotic thing to say. Uh, she also said something really dumb about um, President Benjamin Franklin. You remember President Benjamin Franklin, don't you? Remember him? Yeah, he was like our, our um, he was our first president before we had a first president, Ben Franklin.
2: In our earliest days of our founding of our country, Benjamin Franklin presidency said, freedom and democracy, freedom and democracy, and one thing, security here. If we don't have, we can't have either if we don't have both.
0: That's not even close to what he said. Uh, Franklin was talking about those who would surrender their liberties for a little security deserve neither. But, you know, he was, I guess, the president in Nancy's mind. Maybe they dated. Maybe they were, you know, dating at the same time and she just got all goo goo eyed. But President Franklin.
2: In our earliest days of our founding of our country, Benjamin Franklin Mount presidency.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's who's in charge. A little, little disturbing. And then I guess it makes sense now that we know she was trying to dig to China when she was a child in Maryland on the beaches. Uh, I told you I was at CPAC in Dallas, and I was. And uh, while I was there, I had some time to talk on the radio with Kash uh, Patel. I was doing radio in Florida. At 92.5 Fox News, uh, it's a great radio station in Fort Myers, Naples. I do a lot of work with them. And my friend Drew Steele and I were talking with Cash Patel, with whom we have had a strong relationship over the years. Kash Patel is a brilliant attorney. And Cash was the chief of staff at the Pentagon during the final couple of months of the Trump administration. And it was Cash Patel who brought to the attention of the Secretary of Defense and the White House that we needed to have National Guard on standby ahead of January 6th because there were going to be a lot of people there. He's the one who got the president to sign the document. You know, the document that, uh, what's her noodle? Liz Cheney, otherwise known as Toast, because that's what she is. That Liz Cheney is saying Donald Trump was derelict in his duty. No, Donald Trump was exactly correct. You see, a president cannot automatically send uniformed military troops to any American city or state. That's, that's against the rules. Posse comitatus is the uh, regulation that forbids it. That, that rule prevents a president from becoming a military dictator and sending the army or whomever to any city or state but you can authorize the use if a governor or mayor requests it.
3: And Trump did that. Kash Patel explained it to us. First they said, oh, Donald Trump didn't act. Then our testimonies finally came out and they were like, oh, damn, it's actually under oath and it's documented, right. right? So they were like, now they're doing this dance where he's like, they didn't order it. And I go back to Americans and I'm like, hey, when in U.S. history did the President of the United States order?" the deployment of the military domestically. Can you tell me one time? Right. And everybody's like, oh. So I think what's gonna happen next is more personal attacks. They're gonna carry on, you know, the the prosecutions of Steve Bannon and champion that as somehow some like victory for justice.
0: Yeah, that's what they're going to try and do. And, um, and the reality is that uh, hopefully they're, they're not gonna get any traction on this hearing. But Cash also explained as I was telling you the story earlier about Liz Cheney and and why she really is uh, a liar and should be labeled as such.
3: Oh, right. So, Cheney. So you know, I was chief of staff at DOD during January 6th, being the Secretary of Defense. It's been clearly established that the law is twofold for National Guard domestically. One, presidential authorization must occur. Two, there must be a request by the local governing official, Mayor Bowser. Right. Capitol Police. Right. Days before Trump authorized in the Oval Office with me present with the SecDef up to twenty thousand National Guardsmen and women, so we got the authorization. We immediately went to Mayor Bowser and Nancy Pelosi, and they said in writing, documents are now out there, their right. own documents right. on um, on the internet on FightWithCash.com. No, we don't want any more National Guardsmen and women. Okay, so we couldn't deploy them. Liz Cheney, fast forward to last week, goes on Fox News, Brett Baer, right, and dodges the question and goes. Actually, President Trump's own Secretary of Defense, Chris Miller, said the president didn't order the deployment of the National Guard. That's correct. I immediately jumped on and I said, thank you, Liz Cheney, for exonerating President Trump of the crime <laughs> you've been trying to charge him with. It is unconstitutional and flat-out illegal for a president to domestically order the deployment of either uniformed military. Right. And you know why she knows that? Yeah. Her father was Secretary of Defense right. under George Bush <laughs> when he deployed the National Guard to Los Angeles for the Rodney King riots. And he did so pursuant to a presidential authorization and a request from Governor Wilson at the time. Wow. She knows it. She lied.
0: She lied. She lied 100%. But will the Democrats find a way to indict Donald Trump? Because now this is the next step that they're trying to take. We talked to Kash Patel about that very topic.
3: So that's the ultimate narrative. They want to be able to say in the media, and the fake news will always help them. Donald Trump committed an insurrection. Donald Trump didn't. Here's the other one Donald Trump didn't call the SecDef and me on January 6th. No, he didn't need to. He told us two days before right. you've got what you need. I needed the calls from Bowser and Pelosi and the Capitol Police. Right. And the best way, you know, for my days running Russiagate, I've always learned the best way to prove these people wrong is their own documents. So we got the Defense Department's memorandum. We got the Capitol Police memorandum. We got Bowser's letter. We put it all up on free for fightwithcash.com. All these documents, every Jan 6 document, every Durham Watch document is up there for free. Right. So read it. Yeah. You know, and that's what we tell people. And I think that's the end narrative is they want the insurrection charge to stick in the media. All right. Well, the, the media is already stuck, but yeah. now they're leaning on Garland
0: for indictments. Wow. And uh, uh, do you even smell an indictment? And, no. and the CNN headline is, well, now Trump's attorneys are talking with the DOJ. Okay, well, well they great. called. <laughs> <laughs> great, go ahead.
3: I mean, look, you're talking to a guy who was the first person to be subpoenaed by the January 6th committee. Cost me basically 200 grand because these wow. lunatics could have just asked and I would have gladly voluntarily joined and I've been calling for my transcript to be released publicly ever since, right. every day. And they're like, oh, they do this piecemeal Why release like Liz it? Cheney. Why Same with Chris Miller's it? test. Everybody's been calling for it. They don't want to release the whole thing because the whole thing's the truth. Right Right now they can do the snippet narrative, i.e. the prosecution, right? right? And me as a former national security prosecutor and a former public defender, I was like, if I was uh, Donald Trump's attorney, I'd call one witness in the insurrection charge, Liz Cheney. Press play, Fox News. Thank you for vindicating my client. I rest my case, Your Honor. That's but right. it's it's the ultimate, right. you know, demolition wrecking ball. So right. they'll get the narrative because Merrick Garland's a total p- partisan hack at right. DOJ, but they won't get the charge. They they will not charge Donald Trump criminally with anything.
0: So they will smear Trump, but there won't be a criminal charge. Predicts Cash Patel. I hope he's right. He's pretty solid. The guy's a, a brilliant attorney and now he's also a best-selling author. Cash was debuting a book entitled The Plot Against the King, and it's a children's book meant to explain Russiagate and Russia, Russia, Russia to everybody, and we talked to him a little bit about his number one best-selling book, The Plot Against the King.
3: So Plot Against the King is Russiagate for kids. Right. But adults <laughs> love it, too, because of the, the the artwork is awesome in this thing. Right. And so Tillary Hillary Quinton and Keeper Comey taken on by Duke Devin and a wizard named Cash on a quest for the truth. It's pretty awesome. And they were like, you know what they said? They go, yeah. you claimed in the book that the Steele dossier launched the Russiagate investigation. I was like, that's because it did. Right. And they were like, that's disinformation. <laughs> they, sh- they shut it down. Wow. For two weeks, they shut us down. That can't be true. But it is. That's how you know you're over the target. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, Cancellation equals correct. On a children's book. That's right.
0: The book is out there. It's a lot of fun. I got my copy and you should get yours. And if you want to read the documents that Cash Patel is talking about as it relates to January 6th, you can go to fightwithcash.com. And that's fightwithcash. Cash Cash is with a K. fightwithcash.com and you just click on Durham watch and you see all of the documents he's posting them all up there because the mainstream media is only giving you a slice. They're only giving you a little bitty tiny slice and you're not getting the whole story. It's like the whole hearings. You're not getting the whole story. You're only getting what they want you to have. So um, we we have to deal with that. Uh, Coming up this week, we're going to have Jim Stovall stop in to talk winner's wisdom. Wendy Patrick is going to uh, discuss the Alex Jones verdict that has now put almost $50 million in fines on Alex Jones. And I'm not a big Alex Jones fan, that's just me. It's not my cup of tea, different kind of broadcaster. But I am a free speech fan and I want to know if um, this is a, a tearing down of the First Amendment. So we'll get into that tomorrow with uh, Wendy Patrick. Plus there's more Elon Musk news coming out. Uh, we'll, we'll have to do some woke Olympics awards. The Washington post is going to get one. And, uh, there's news out of Ireland where a trans athlete, meaning a man who claims to be a woman helped a soccer team win a match like eight to one or eight to nothing, a championship match. And a lot of people are going, hold on a second. This really isn't fair. Yeah, Now you're catching on, aren't you? And I agree with Bill Maher. Can you believe that? I'm in agreement with Bill Maher. Bill Maher has come out and said that uh, we, we've really kind of screwed this up. We've kind of screwed up what we're doing and we need to have an honest discussion about obesity and whether or not we should be, I guess, endorsing obesity. Obesity is a horrible thing. If you're dealing with it, you know. It hurts every part of your body. It stresses your organs. It stresses your joints. It stresses our American economy as we try and deal with treating and helping people who are fighting obesity. And instead of trying to help people get healthier, the media, the mainstream media is making us, I guess, accept or elevate people who are obese. And you can look everywhere you want. We no longer talk about fitness. We, we talk about how, how, how we have to be understanding and accepting of each other. Yeah, it's okay to be understanding and accepting, but we also should be trying to incentivize healthy behavior because healthy behavior will help us all. It'll help the country. It'll help the people who are dealing with the obesity. And I'm gonna raise my hand and say, I could stand to lose 10 to 12 pounds today. Does that make me obese? No, it makes me overweight. I just, I just think that every time somebody as liberal as Bill Maher says the right thing, that we have to congratulate him and support him. And we have to say, yeah, you got it. You're correct on this one. He's typically correct on free speech that we should protect all speech, but he's rarely correct on anything else. I just, I was stunned to hear Bill Maher talking about how we've glamorized being obese, and it's not good for us, and it's not good for anybody. So, Bill Maher, thank you. That may be the only time you ever hear me say that to or about Bill Maher. It's a, it's a very rare occurrence, very rare occurrence. And uh, I, well, you want to hear it? I think I have a clip of Bill Maher from when he said it this past weekend. And I, he called it a disturbing trend. And uh, he goes on for a, a long time about it. But he said we've gone from fat acceptance to uh, fat celebration is really kind of a kind of weird term, but I think he's right on this one.
4: And finally, new rule, everybody should be allowed to let themselves go a couple of times a year. Like now, the dog days of summer, school's out, rules out, it's hot, vacation time, no one should have to diet on vacation. Well, And the holidays.
0: He's right there, the holidays of vacation. That's like your cheat day, right? I know a lot of people have a cheat day. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit later into this one. Bill is talking about how we've gotten it wrong. Let's see, here we go. Have at it, Bill.
4: There's a popular t-shirt that says, I don't owe no man a flat stomach. (laughs) Okay, no one said you did. You do you. But you're not a freedom fighter because you want to keep eating donuts. Amen. Amen, Bill Maher. USA Today actually wrote the sentence, science hasn't yet figured out how to solve obesity. People have figured it out. And Ted Kyle concurs, saying, we don't know how to blunt the rise in obesity because we don't know precisely what the factors are that are causing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what could it be? What's, what? Damn it, this is a hard one.
1: <laughs>
4: People say to me, oh, come on, Bill. People struggle with this. Of course they do. Everything's a struggle. Life's a struggle. But somehow, 50 years ago, this country looked entirely different. You don't think it was a struggle for them? You think cake wasn't delicious in 1969? (laughs) And that's the saddest part. We can do this, I think. But by lying about it and making excuses, psychologically it's telling ourselves that letting ourselves go is the best we can do. And I gotta believe that as Americans, we can still do better than that.
0: How about that? How about me agreeing with Bill Maher? We can do better. I liked his positive spin on that. So I'm going to end there. Good for you, Bill Maher. Good for you for figuring out. Now, maybe you'll figure out the conservative thing that we've been trying to tell you for years and years and years. Share this podcast with your friends. Tell them where to find it. It's usually up at puropelka.com or on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, etc. And uh, I I don't think I'm booked anywhere this week, but all next week, I'll be in for Chris Plant out of Washington, D.C. and all across the country. So we're going to have some fun next week as well. Michael Pelka reminding you, testudo, my friends. Testudo.